First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something, Something amazing. amazing. Could Donald Trump be right? Is fake news a thing? There's a new competition that's designed to test just that. A job at NASA that you wouldn't think exists, but it exists. Also, bank robbers in Sweden have taken to stealing owls. Why? That and a movie you'll never see, and a <laughs> mailbag, and the king chair's back, yes. and I feel so good, this week on Something, Something Amazing. amazing. <laughs> look, look, Ben, just like, yeah, we down that. Hello and welcome to Something, Something amazing. amazing. How are you, Marisa? Whoa, Masha Rashidi. I'm good, thanks. How are like, huh? I don't know if you can notice, but I'm back in the king chair, <laughs> feeling so fine. The opportunity of a relaxed ambly presented itself very early in the episode. Oh, so nice. <laughs> Uh, so, for those of you who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Uh, hi. Uh, second of all, the king chair is an important feature of the podcast. <laughs> it is the most relaxing chair in the entire and house. And Matt was in it last week, and I know you all hated last week's episode because of it. It wasn't right. I had a great time <laughs> you derailing had a great you, time. <laughs> being relaxed, <laughs> really funny, I thought, anyway. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that I'm I'm the funny one because I'm normally in the king chair? You're definitely the funny one. Oh, you're funny. Um, uh, Also, thirdly, uh, this is a podcast where myself and Amberly, we sit down in different chairs. Chairs. It's mostly just about us sitting in chairs, how they make us feel. Varying levels of comfort. It's mostly a visual podcast. Yeah, it's really important that you can see us. Yeah. Uh, But once we sat down, then what we do is we present to each other a story, a fact, a a tale. Uh, something from our week, one rule and one rule only, that it must be something, something amazing. amazing. Matt Sarasini, do you ever use the word tidbit other than when you're explaining our show? Is no. that ever a word in your vernacular? No, but I'll try and work it in this week. Yeah, tidbit. <laughs> Just a tidbit. Just a tidbit of a tidbit. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, what no. are some of your favourite words? Uh, oh, frigate. Oh, what does a, that mean? A frigate. It's a big ship. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that frigate. That is good. I like words where you can make the, the, the rolling oh, R's. See, I don't because I can't do that. You That's can't do a rolling R's. That's one of my biggest R. flaws. <laughs> I'd say it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really up there. Yeah. Um, You can't do that at all. Can you no. roll your tongue? No. Like, curvy tongue? I'm, I'm like, so you know party tricks? Yeah. My party trick is that I have nothing. I have no double joints. I have no anything. Oh, right. I'm so hopeless at being at a party. So like I can like socialize and, and have fun and, and, and tell get, facts. Tell me to do a trick. No. <laughs> you can sing. Yeah, that's what everyone wants. The friend at the party who tells everyone, "Listen up, I'm going to sing for you." It's good at a karaoke party. Is it? Do you do you want? Do you know that I used to host karaoke though? I know, yeah. I know, and also you hosted chocolate tours. I did. Yes, I've lived a varied life. Anyway, my favorite words. Mm, yeah, what are your favourite words? Crepuscular, deciduous, Lafayette, acai, <laughs> malarkey, debacle. You put a lot more thought into your favourite words than I had. In my favourite words. I just came out with frigate. Frigate's good. Um, okay. 
So this is a podcast where we tell each other facts. Yes. Uh, so we normally we generally get, do about two each. Yeah, we fill up as many facts as we can in half an hour of before podcast. before you get bored. Yeah, that's that's generally my switch off point in other podcasts. Yeah. So I apply the same rule to other people's time listening to our podcast. Yeah, great. <laughs> and we've already wasted four minutes of it. So what, wasted? wasted frigate. What do you mean wasted? <laughs> King chair frigate. <laughs> Amberly's bad at parties. Okay, here okay, we go. Don't invite me. Need to know parties. Do you want to go first? Because oh, you're really excited about your facts. Yeah, because I got one that I think you'll appreciate. Oh, also, you told me we have something special this we week. We do have something very special, but Mate. I'll save that for later. Okay. Spoiler alert, it's an email from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. First fact, okay. Amberly So, Carl. you know how I went to NASA and basically became an astronaut? Yeah, what a dream. This is a NASA fact. You also brought me back a cool little coin that I says, did. Do, do something, something amazing. amazing. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. So... <laughs> Did you know there is a job at NASA known as a chief sniffer, a NASA <laughs> sniffer? Okay. So basically this job is by just this guy, George Aldrich. And he Did just, he invent his own job? I think he might have. <laughs> but it's very important. He needs to smell things before they go into space. He's a chemical specialist. I think that's like probably his actual title, yeah, but like but really he's, like, he's a sniffer. Chief sniffer. So smells change when they're up in space. Oh. Um, and then the astronauts are clearly stuck with whatever smells are on board. They can't just open up a window. There's no <laughs> ventilation. It's, they do that once and yeah. it was a disaster. <laughs> they learn from their mistake. <laughs> so um, one of the requirements of the of the job as a sniffer is to have a lack of allergies or respiratory problems. Yeah, you're going to have out. clear sinuses. Yeah, you have to have some clear, lovely, fresh nasal passages for do, this job. Do you know how I love the football? I guess I do know that, yeah, yes. Yeah, so my favourite team is the West Coast Eagles and they're doing really well, top of the ladder at the moment. So Fantastic. It's a great year for me. Coming into boast? Uh, no, uh, there's a relevant point. Yeah. One of the our like main forwards who's having a ripper year this year, Jack Darling, there's a rumour going a around that he got so whacked in a game that he lost his sense of smell. Ah, <laughs> doesn't that really affect your sense of taste? Yeah, and yeah. and he's got a, like a baby as well, so it probably affects oh, his sense of baby. he can't smell his baby. Oh, I was thinking more like he couldn't smell when they've done a... Oh, I was just thinking doo-doo. of the fresh scent of baby. Isn't that the best smell in the world or something? What about Petricor? Or Rain. <laughs> That's Petricor. Were oh, you I, not listening to the no, last podcast? No, it's not just Petricor. It's Petricor and, and ozone. ozone. of course. <laughs> <laughs> and also the listen to the ants. last episode for reference if you were confused. Yes, um, listen to all the episodes. No, I don't. Some of them are not no, as li- good. Whoa! <laughs> no. Which one's the? What's your least favorite of oh. the amazing episode? You know what? I don't know. Because the I'll other day you, you said you said that you said to your friend to to listen to an episode, and then you, when they told you which one it was, you were like, "Oh, Ambly wasn't very funny in that one." No, because you were sick. <laughs> so mean. No, I was saying you weren't. Uh, you weren't as funny because you peak, were sick. Peak funny. It wasn't peak funny. Okay. Uh, as I've said, this episode you're very funny. <laughs> Thank you. I just am insecure. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're very Jack funny. Jack Darling, he can't smell babies. Can't smell babies. Yeah. Oh, that was the end. That's the end. Okay, that. great. Glad that we had anyway, that interjection. Back, back to the chief sniffer. <laughs> so they need to calibrate and certify their sniffers every four months. <laughs> Come on, that's fair. Just to check they're still top of their game. Yeah, absolutely. But do you know how they do it? Oh, God, wouldn't that be stressful? It's like having an exam for work yeah. every month. They do. They have to. It's important. Okay. Do you want to know how, what, how they do it? Uh, blind? 
well, guess. Well, yeah, of course. Blindfolded. Well, not really. No, they don't need to be blindfolded. Why would they need to? It's smell. Because it's, Smells are invisible. Yeah, but you need to test that they, they are only using their sense of smell. No, what they do is they give them 10 bottles, right? Yeah. And the bottles have different types of smell in them. And mm. there are three that are like decoys that have no smell in them. And they oh, have to. So if they're like apple, they're like, no, well, it's decoy. not apple. It's more like, um, okay, I'll give you like. Yeah. There's, there's, Maybe you should just read there's the There's seven fact. of them. So the smells are musky, floral, ethereal, which I'm like, what? Is that like, it smells of fairies. It smells of an angel. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming this is the smell of camphor because it's like camphor, camphoraceous. Camphoraceous? What's, ca- what's camphor? I don't even Isn't know what that, that is. Isn't that a smell? I don't know. You're the, you're the candle expert. Mm. Minty, <laughs> pungent, or putrid. And then there's three that have no smell. So they have to make sure putrid. they can- Get all the all the pungy. Um, oh, they don't smell good. No, yeah. <laughs> but musky and floral. There was this thing at NGV. Did you go to the biennial, triennial? I think. Oh, I've also learned something recently. Do you know the difference between biennial and biannual? Okay, biennial happens every two years. Biennial happens twice a year. You're the only person who knows that. How do you know that? <laughs> I think you'd be surprised how many people. <laughs> Nobody know. knows that. <laughs> well done. Sorry, every two years at the NGV, so you, d- they smell. I actually think it was a triennial, which means every three years. You got it. At the um, triennial, they had this wall. Did you go? No. Oh, they had this wall and it was all these bowls that had different smells. Mm. And they just looked like a white bowl. Like there was no, you know, smells are invisible. Um, You'd be blindfolded. (laughs) Although they could be. It could be kinky. I wouldn't put it past NGV. (laughs) It was more Mona than GV. Mona's a sexy museum. Well, there is a vagina wall. Yeah. I went there. Yep. Smell that one? It's not a scented vagina wall. There's no way of knowing unless you smell it. Who knew I was going to say that sentence today? I know. It's not a scented vagina wall. (laughs) (laughs) So earnestly as well. (laughs) Um, So they had these white bowls and you sniff it and it would be different smells and like some of them were... And some of them yeah. was like, oh, that is freshly mown grass. Well, that reminds me of, you know, SciTech. Yes. Uh, the Perth Science Museum. Yes, yes, They yes. used to have that section where you'd like spush, uh, squeeze those little like um, rubber things. Yeah. And then like the different smells would come out. And one was a pig and one yeah. was a v- vanilla ice cream. Yeah. And you'd have the, those smells. And one was real gross. Yeah, the pig was gross. Real gross. I remember yeah. that. So um, to finish my fact, yes. um, George Aldrich... The um, chief sniffer. The chief sniffer. So for he does NASA. Have a, for NASA, yes, that is his job. Uh, he's also served as a judge at the uh, Oda Eaters Rotten Sneaker competition four times. <laughs> I guess he's really qualified. I mean, he's got a good nose, well, does I, Aldrich. I can't believe that's a competition, personally. Would you like to hear more about this? Of course. Is this a bonus fact? This is a bonus fact. Yeah, great. So, it's the search for the worst rotten sneakers. It's open to children 5 to 15. <laughs> Shoes are judged on odor, odor, condition, and the child's verbal account of why their sneakers are the stinkiest. Oh, good. I'm glad there's a, a poetry section to yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You really got to sell that stink. A real linguistic bent to teach, the competition. Teach those kids that they need to st- sell that stink. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be eloquent with your smells or sell that stink. Yeah. Um... That's thanks for the bonus fact. That's all right. Just Both cheeky. of them were something, something amazing. amazing. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Do you know what DARPA is? No. Okay. Tell me more. It's the U- U.S. Department of Defense. Oh, I don't that's know how that, much more, more boring than I assumed. End up being DARPA. Uh, anyway, <laughs> maybe they're just trying to throw people off. 
Yeah, so yeah, they don't that's, get that's classic DARPA. Good they DARPA. love throwing people off. They've got money. And what they're doing with their money is they're funding a competition of who can generate the most convincing AI-generated fake video imagery and audio. Oh, this is like, yeah, no, this is, mu- this is much, much scary. And in the process, they're attempting to develop tools that can catch the counterfeits. So mm. if they're like, um, oh, this is such a good counterfeit, how can we run analysis over it to know that it was a counterfeit if we now know that, it, in fact, it was a counterfeit. <laughs> what are yeah, you saying? It, it really runs in circles because this is, it actually goes into an existential spiral in a second. So. As, as all your facts do. <laughs> so um, the task of identifying realistic fake video as fake is made more difficult by the fact that the best videos are generated by this thing called a GAN. Because I feel like if I was an AI robot, yeah. you'd surely just like plagiarize and just put a video that already exists that nobody knows about out there because you could find it. Here's how you detect a digital forgery. There's okay. three steps. First step is you examine the digital file for mm. sign that the images or videos have been spliced together. Like, sure, That yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, the second is you look at the lighting and other physical properties of the imagery for signs that something is amiss. And surely if something is amiss, that's a good sign that it is made by AI, like they've, they've messed up in some way. Right. And that's good. Right. Right? Right. If it's all perfect, that's bad. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so th- that's what you're looking for. Now, the third, the third, and this is the hardest to do automatically and probably the hardest one to defeat, mm. is to consider logical inconsistencies. Like, for example... Uh, this video is meant to be made on this day. It's sunny outside, but it wasn't a sunny day. Uh, okay. Or but it- surely the, like, the robots would just get better at that stuff. Okay, this is, I'm glad you brought that up because this, <laughs> this brings us back to the GAN, the Generative Adversarial Network. So what it is is it pits AI models against each other. So one's generating content, trying to make fake videos, and the other one's trying to detect the fakeness. Mm. Now, the problem is that this quickly goes into a loop because if the second AI is going, this one is fake, the content AI goes, how did you know it was fake? And the second AI goes, oh, because the lighting was wrong or whatever. And then it just changes the lighting a bit. They're so buddy-buddy. They love each other. And then goes again. And this is my favourite quote by David Gunning, a DARPA program manager in charge of the whole project. He says... Theoretically, if you gave a GAN all the techniques we know to detect it, it could pass all those techniques. And then <laughs> this quote, which I imagine was said with a hint of sadness, we don't know if there's a limit. It's unclear. <laughs> so it like it's chicken and egg, right? Will eventually uh, a computer spit out a fake that's so realistic that it can't be detected? Yeah. In which case, the fakes Is it real? win. <laughs> <laughs> the fake spin, or be by the very nature of fitting it out, does it mean that it can be detected and therefore we will always know fake news? Hey, Matt, <sighs> I have a question though. Yeah, please. please. Why? Why? Okay, Why? Great question. Propaganda machines. Okay, so basically, uh. what if you can make uh, a politician oh. say whatever? What if you could That's make. That's terrible. Stop that. Somebody Stop it. in charge of a warring no, faction. No, this is bad. Say something that incites violence. I hate that. Or the opposite. No, stop. Why are they allowing that to happen then? Stop it. Here's something that already exists. And a friend of ours, I won't say who, has investigated this. Have you heard of Deep Fakes? No. So Deep Fakes is a disturbing internet trend where people are using this kind of technology to stitch celebrities on top of 
pornographic videos. Oh, right. So you can type in your favorite celebrity and That's see terrible. them yeah, having realistic sex yeah. based on this technology so that's how it kind of came to light because all of a sudden it, this wasn't the domain of uh big supercomputers Matt, this is so scary everything you talk <laughs> about is so scary so so the, someone could just make a video of me saying anything okay so i'll throw into that so let me show and you, you know what else they have of us matt they have us basically saying thousands and thousands of words because of this podcast. So they were saying that our they, literal voices saying them. We'll get to our voices in our second because they can dream up very realistic imaginary celebrities like Lil Michaela. <laughs> uh, she wasn't that. Realistic. I mean, I knew she wasn't real. They can use it to convincingly modify images, like change a frown into a smile or <laughs> yeah, turn yeah. night into day. Yeah, right. To the point that that computers can't detect that it's a fake anymore. But do you want to see a little example of this? And I'll play the audio in the podcast, Will right? Will scare me? No, but no. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. Tell me if you can tell if this is a fake. And I post but a link. Surely it is because you're playing it for me. <laughs> We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time, even if they would never say those things. So, uh, for instance, they could have me say things like, President Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now... You see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. Thank you. And stay woke, bitches. So that's like... Yeah, like it's not there, but it's not far off. Yeah, so that's like Jordan Peele is in the, yeah, the yeah, K yeah, and Peele yeah. comedian doing an Obama impersonation yeah. over the top of a, a computer-generated video of Obama, which has taken his face and kind of manipulated it. And then they've used his, like, Jordan's lips on top. Yeah, it's it's very, it's not... 100% convincing, and I, yeah, I yeah. encourage you to watch the link of the video, which I put in the podcast description. Uh, it's not 100% convincing, but you can see where it's kind of going. Yeah, like it wouldn't take much more. Now, let's move to voice, because there's this thing called, um, I think it's called like Liar, like based off the Liar bot. Based bird. on the movie Liar Liar <laughs> by Jim Carrey. Um, and it was like an Adobe product, and the whole idea was that it could listen to only needed about 10 minutes of speech mm. like this 30 minute podcast is more than enough yeah. for it to learn a voice Matt why are we d- let's just stop so can you imagine those two technologies combined so that one was actually Jordan Peele doing an impersonation of the voice yeah but, but if maybe it was the real voice yeah you maybe don't even need that oh boy 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 and what I find funniest about all this is does that mean that Donald Trump is right about fake news because <laughs> <laughs> he's always harping on about fake news yeah, look, let's... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a, what a mate. Maybe the man's just a revolutionary, you know? Um, yeah. Maybe he's just the greatest intellect of our time. Oh, you're saying a lot of things. <laughs> and I mean <laughs> They won't even them. need to put, put this... They won't even need to make you say anything because oh. you're just saying them. And the other one is, like, sometimes AI can act like a human and we can't even tell it's an AI anymore. Like, did you hear that Google making a phone call. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole idea is these little Google Voice things that sit in your home, your assistants, you can say, hey, book me a haircut, and it rings. It can ring, and they sort of even have like, um, uh, and uh, like they make, yeah, human human mistakes. <laughs> so 
Yeah, look, that's where we're at at the moment. It's so a bit, a bit much, isn't it? We need... Oh, it's just a bit scary. A bit Black Mirror. There's a competition around it, which means we're going to have a winner. <laughs> we're going to get to see the best... Yeah, right. ...fake video. Oh, um, scary. Thank you, DARPA. No, I don't know if I like DARPA. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first fact. What's, okay. what's your second fact? Have you heard of um, John Malkovich? Yeah, he He's was in a movie. He's an actor. <laughs> he was in the movie Being John Malkovich. Yeah. That's one of the movies he was in. A Hundred Years is an upcoming film written and starring John Malkovich, directed by Robert Rodrigo. Uh, this do you is know such a different fact? We've never done a fact about an upcoming movie before. Okay, I, I did say upcoming, but do you know when it is upcoming? It's oh. called A Hundred Years. What? It's coming up in a hundred years. It is going the 18th of November, 2115. Wait, so they've shot it and it's in the can and they're going to release it in a hundred years? Yes. So wow. it is in conjunction with, uh, uh, what is that? Um, it's a co- it's a co- cognac? Co- how do you say that? That alcohol? Cognac. Cognac, uh, which takes a hundred years to make. So the plot is completely secret. There are three teaser trailers. None of them show footage of the film, but instead three possible future dystopian wastelands. To oh. um, There's like... Uh, oh, and we can go, which one was closest? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been kept in a high-tech bulletproof uh, case oh, that will automatically open on the 18th of November, 2100. What if something like Y2K comes in, like a big virus that breaks all the Maybe clocks? Maybe it'll be all, that, all that's left. <laughs> let's, um, let's watch this and message I be- from the past. I believe they have like a bunch of uh, like a thousand guests from around the world. But if those guests die, then it goes on to like their next of kin, I think is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I had this idea for a documentary series and I think it's really screwed up. But here it is. Yeah. Where you get like a group of people together, um, let's say 10 of them, and then you shoot... Um, your first scene of the documentary and the next time you come together is when one of them have died. Oh, and then okay. you shoot the next scene and then you only come did back. You, did you ever watch um, Seven Up? Yeah, it's kind of semi-inspired by that. But so Seven for Up those of like, you who don't know, Seven Up is this documentary s- series they made in um, BBC. Uh, was it the BBC? It was in UK. And they kind of wanted to show the, how class can shape someone's life. So they filmed all these kids, some from lower class backgrounds and some from higher class. And then every seven years, they, met back they revisited them. And it became less about class and more about like you you wanted to follow these people's life stories. Yeah, that was so interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Of course, then naturally what happens when you're following someone every seven years, one year it'll come up and someone's not there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. But that was was more about they were doing it every seven years no matter what, whereas I'm like, okay, someone's died, let's get the gang back together. But surely it would be like all happen kind of around the same time. Are they similar in age? You can imagine different ways to layer that and to make that uh, interesting. Um, and I think there in the casting lies the interest in the movie. I haven't really thought it through, but um, that's the basic idea was you wouldn't just pick five 20-year-olds. Yeah, you right. You make them all different. Yeah, and you might have um, you know, people who are older, who are younger, people who are different life circumstances, people who are sick, people who aren't sick. Like, you know, some it could drive the movie in that way. Um, but it's also very morbid because it's like only yeah. coming together at a funeral and then filming something. Ugh, anyway, I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
So it's the movie we'll never see. Oh, oh yeah, we won't. But the people's like the people who've been in- invited, their descendants. Yeah, will see it. I mean, do you want to steal it? <laughs> imagine if it was like really bad. Yeah, it's got you know. There's the cast. There's a cast that's basically all that's been released. So these teaser trailers, three t- tiny teaser trailers, and the cast. No footage from the film. Any good cast besides John Malkovich? Well, I don't recognise any of them. It's John Malkovich, Shuya Chang, and Marco Zaror. Nah. Cinematography is Claudio Miranda. Oh, Claudia. And it will be... Claudia? Uh, Claudio. Claudio. Should have been Claudia. It'll she be released in 97 better. years' time. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell my kids about it. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear about a dead-end job? Do I? Swedish bank robber. <laughs> so... In, because Sweden was actually the first country in the world or the first European country to have banknotes. Oh. So they've also been kind of the first... To not uh, have them? Yeah, to go move, move very cashless. Isn't it... Cr- like, even in... Um, when I went to America recently, they don't have pay pass. They still use, like, they used to have to, like, sign for everything. Uh, (laughs) At least it's better than those machines that they used to, like, go clunk, clunk. Yeah, yeah, although they are satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, they are. And also they have drive-through banks. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, so uh, Sweden, nobody is using ATMs, nobody's carrying cash. Oh, right. Everything's cardless, even church donations. Homeless, the homeless you donate with your little PayPal. Wow. And so the country's been going cashless for a while. And as a result, there have been, uh, in 2016, there were only two bank heists in the whole of Sweden (laughs) compared to 110 that were eight years earlier. Oh, imagine if it was like, oh, my father, my father's father, my father. We've all been bank robbers. (laughs) And now it's all I know. What can I do now? I guess I'll have to be a good citizen. Well, the the shame... It's a heartbreaking story. The shame is that they, even though the amount of bank robberies have gone down. The amount of crime in total hasn't. Oh, so, so they found different crimes oh, to do. Have they ever? Like, <laughs> some of this stuff is out of the fast and the furious. So They're in cars and they, they go full throttle? They kept finding where delivery trucks full, filled with Apple products were. Yeah, yeah. And they kept heisting them. Like, on the move, there was one where Heist they... Heist another good word. <laughs> they did one where there was, like, a moving car at 50 miles an hour and they, they, they jumped from that car to the hood of the truck. Heist! Yeah, it was real high stuff. And so there was a point where the... The Swedish Postal Service, called Postnord, which is the most Swedish oh, yes. Swedish postal name ever, Postnord, um, they would just track highway robbers by wiring a truck full of cameras, filling it with Apple products, and waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, here comes my Apple delivery. In you get, robbers. And they're all like, oh, boy, I've got some very expensive Apple products today. Oh, boy, I hope nobody heists me. (laughs) (laughs) Just wearing AirPods in their ears. Um, And apparently apparently the endangered species black market... Yeah. Is really thriving. Oh, right. There's a single great grey owl known as the Phantom of the North. Oh, beautiful. Now goes for one million I bet you that's kroner. one of the guardians of the Gahul. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but <laughs> I'm sure it's very witty to a few people. <laughs> it's dumb. Keep going. Uh, so it's worth about $120,000 this owl. So now, so now instead of owl. bank robberies, they're doing owl heists. Owl? Oh, poor owl, though. Uh, the owl's... Just hanging out. <laughs> I mean, if you're paying $120,000 for an hour, you're probably going to look after it, right? 
Sure. <laughs> and, and also, there's uh, been heaps of crime around digital crime, so crypto jacking and uh, stealing your internet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like when you get, keep guessing someone's Wi-Fi password yeah. until you get it right? That's got a brute force attack. Do you know that? No. When you just dictionary attack. Oh. You just keep guessing. What's your Wi-Fi password? It is not going to be said on this podcast. <laughs> it's actually not very secure, my Wi-Fi password. I've been thinking about oh, changing it. Because once I was watching TV and I've got like an Apple TV mm. and then it said Don't something like... Don't tell the Swedish people they love <laughs> the Apple products. <laughs> and it just came up with like, Jason's iPad is trying to connect. And I was like, who is Jason? Jason. Uh, what are you doing? Come on. Jason. I think mine's too hard. It's like a bunch of numbers. And every time I, I don't want to have to find this bunch of numbers again. It's <laughs> infinite. Okay. So I did warn that there might be something special coming. Oh, yes. So last week we had a discussion about what a Mandarin collar is. Yeah, I had and, no idea. And we could have done this, but we didn't. Jack did it. Um, and he just... <laughs> What he's done is he's Googled Mandarin collar and then just screenshotted, uh, screenshotted the first thing that came up. Oh, so um, if you want to email us as well, uh, our email address is hello something amazing at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can send us your own facts. You can anything. comment on our facts like Jack has done. You can even do some research. Can I say, I was pretty on point though um, yeah. with what I guessed you the Mandarin said a collar was. Stiff collar, like a priest collar. Yeah, it's basically because, uh, yeah, like, can you see this? It's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So a mandarin collar or standing collar is a short, unfolded stand-up collar on a style of, of shirt or jacket. Mandarin collars start at the neckline and typically rise vertically two or five centimetres. And would you believe that this bit of information now all started from a story about AI designing for fashion? Now we know so much more than when we began. Hey, Matt Sarasini. Yes, Amberly Carl. I just have a, a... I was just wondering about something. Mm. What do you uh, recommend? Ah, I recommend, um, like Jack, sending us an email, hello something amazing at gmail.com, uh, because thank you, Jack, for that. I've now learnt what a mandarin collar is. Mm, I recommend to um, appreciate the smells around you. May <laughs> they be musky, floral, putrid, or pungent. I recommend uh, watching videos you see on the internet with a new level of cynicism because they could be tr- faked. I recommend trying to get an invitation to 100 years so that your descendants can see the movie that you never will get to see. Or just watch Being John Malkovich. It's probably better. It's quite a good movie. I recommend not stealing an owl. <laughs> I also recommend not stealing an owl. Uh-uh. I just want to make it clear that here on Something Amazing, we are not for stealing owls. No, not we at all. We are, in fact, against stealing <laughs> owls. Very clearly. <laughs> uh, have a great week. Yeah. Um, recommend this podcast to someone you like. Or if you don't like this podcast, recommend, recommend it, it to, to someone s- you dislike. Yeah, because then they'll have to suffer <laughs> through it. <laughs> what suckers? I'll have to Idiot. listen to this whole thing. Idiots. Oh, boy. Uh, and also, thank you to DavyBaby69, actual username. Yeah. Who left us a five-star oh, review. Oh, thank you, DavyBaby. <laughs> for this uh, podcast. Uh, if you want to leave us a fiver as well, we will. I love a fiver. Appreciate it. Love a fiver. Okay, see ya. Bye.